Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I greet you with the words of the songwriter, James Nicholson, a song he wrote from Psalms 51 and verse 7. The words of this song says, Lord Jesus, I long to be perfectly whole. I want thee forever to live in my soul. Break down every idol, cast out every four. Now wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Lord Jesus, look down from thy throne in the skies and help me to make a complete sacrifice. I give up myself and whatever I know. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Lord Jesus, for this I most humbly entreat. I wait, blessed Lord, at thy crucified feet. By faith for my cleansing, I see thy blood flow. Now wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. The fourth stanza says, Lord Jesus, thou seest, I patiently wait. Come now and within me a new heart create. To those who have sought thee, thou never saidst no. Now wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Whiter than snow? Yes, whiter than snow. Now wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. If anyone would say those words to the Lord and mean them, they will walk away with the meaning of the words. They will be whiter than snow. We go back to Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and the 32nd verse, and we are down to the last name hero, in this verse, his name is Samuel. Here's what the verse says. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel and of the prophets. Last morning, I read for you 4 Samuel chapter 7, verse 1 to 14. We made a few comments from that portion of scripture that I will go ahead to explain uh, somewhat today. We are looking at the prayer of faith. I said to you, a petition of confidence. The prayer of faith are a petition of confidence. One will ask, what are the characteristics of the prayer of faith? The prayer of faith must be accomplished by sincere confession of sin and a change of attitude and of life. I call your attention to 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 3 to verse 6, and I want you to carefully listen to these words. And Samuel spake unto all the people of Israel, saying, If ye do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the strange gods and asteroids, from among you and prepare your hearts unto the Lord and serve him only and he will deliver you out of the hands of the Philistine. Look at verse 4. 
Then the children of Israel did put away Balaam and Astaroth and served the Lord alone. And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray for you unto the Lord. Look at verse 6. And they gathered together to Mizpah, and drew water, and poured it out before the Lord, and fasted on that day, and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel in Mizpah. When we look at these verses of Scripture, there are some things that we can learn from, from verse 3 to verse 6. Notice the following words, the significance of these words, and the order in which they appear. In verse 3, the Scripture says, just picking out some of the words, all, if ye return with all your heart, then put away from among you and prepare your hearts, serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistine. Just picking some of the words from the verse. There is much to learn here from these verses of scripture. Over and over in scripture, the Lord promised to deliver his people, but before he delivers, he requires his people to do what is required of them before they can be delivered. In other words, he's saying, there's a part for you to do. Do your part and you can be assured that he will do his part. Verse four tells us of the response and the obedience of God's people, even though they were not right in their hearts with him. In verse four, the Bible says, then the children of Israel did put away Balaam and Astaroth and serve the Lord only. The children of Israel took him at his word. They obeyed, did what was required. They did not say, we will do what is required. No, the Bible said, then the children of Israel did put away. Not only that they agreed that they should do it, they went ahead and they did it. They did not wait for God to do his part. They knew whose part must be done first. Man must do his part before God does his part of deliverance. Verse 5, here we see Samuel readiness to pray for them. He was ready and willing or encourage. Again, they were required to obey and get to misper. If they would refuse to gather there, Samuel will not pray. And if the man of God does not pray, God will not answer. In verse 6 of our text, the Bible says, and they gathered together to misper and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, we have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel at Mizpah. Wow. They needed their answer. Here we see the humility of the people. They needed their answer from God. 
So they had to humble themselves. Now, in humbling themselves, look what they did. They poured water on the ground. Anyone seeing them do that knew that they were sorry and repenting of the wrong. The pouring out of the water on the ground before the Lord was a sign of repentance. And they were not afraid to let others know that they were repentant. This act is repeated in 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 16. And the three mighty men break through the hosts of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate. And they took it and they brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink thereof, but poured it out unto the Lord. David here is a man of the God's own heart, a man you find always repenting, a man who confesses his sin and asks God to have mercy upon him. If you were to listen to the words of Psalms chapter 51, you can do no less than say that David is this man. In Psalms chapter 51, David find himself in trouble with God. He has sinned and he needed God forgiveness. And he said, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward part, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquity. Create in me a new heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. I wish I had time to just read the rest of it. But when you get some time, I want you to read it. They acknowledge that they have sinned against the Lord. They said, we have sinned against the Lord and they were sorry. The prayer of faith will never be effective unless hindrances are removed. It matters not how well we pray to get the answer. We must be obedient and get rid of all that is not right. I will call that hindrances. God wants to answer our prayers, but many times God is hindered because of what we refuse to get rid of or what we need to put away because it displeases God. We are told in Psalm 66 and verse number 18, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Iniquity or sin in the heart will hinder your answer to your prayer. Isaiah chapter 59, verse one and two, the Bible says, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened 
that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. We all want God to hear us, and we want our prayers to be answered by God. God wants us to put a stop to some things that we no doubt may be doing. So I close with saying this morning, the prayer of faith must be accompanied by sincere confession of sins and a change of attitude and of life. Our Father, we are so thankful to you, dear God, for your word that is so clear. The results are all named for us to receive. But in order for us to get these results, dear God, we must understand what the scripture says. The children of Israel will get the results led by this man of God by the name of Samuel. And Father, I pray, oh God, Lord, that we will follow your word and we will get the very same results. Help us to be like David and like these children of Israel that will come back time and time and say, we have sinned, forgive us. Lord, be with us. Help us, dear Father. Lord, oh, how we need to hear from you. We need you, dear Father. Help us to meet your requirements. We thank you. We praise you. We pray your blessings upon each and every one this day. Guide us, direct us. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. May God bless you all. And do you have a great day.